Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Why would Aaron Rodgers come back to this? This looks bad, and I don't even think Rodgers can save the offense. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, <laughs> Andrew Perloff. If you missed it last night, uh, Chargers beat the Jets. That's not really the most important thing. Although maybe the two teams are jockeying for some wild card stuff down the road, Perloff. But this Jets offense is terrible. And to be honest, Aaron Rodgers has to wear a little bit of this. Nathaniel oh, Hackett you guys are ridiculous. stinks. Nathaniel Hackett stinks. Having Zach Wilson, if if Rodgers in any way played into the Jets not getting a more competent backup quarterback, not just not just Wilson, but Tim Boyle too. You know, these hand-picked Rodgers guys who he just wanted around him as opposed to, I don't know, an actual competent backup quarterback who could, I don't know, maybe win some games for you, meaningful games, ones that are, you know, uh, going to take a little bit more than just the defense carrying you the whole way. So if if the Jets had worked, say everything went great this year and they were 13-4, and four, would you guys say, oh, Aaron Rodgers built a great team? So how can you blame him for the personnel mistakes. This is a general manager and a coach and an owner. You're saying they're so weak that they got pushed around by their free agent acquisition quarterback. That's that's a problem yes, in itself. Of course they did. They handed then, the reins over to Rodgers. He, uh, he, make- he brought in two wide receivers. Who cares? Alan Lazard's not that bad, by the way. He I know was he's bad been last playing. night. He's th- that bad that night, but Zach Wilson is a problem. He does not throw a catchable pass. If Alan Lazard had a good quarterback, he'd probably look okay, fine. Here's the question. Why do you think when Rodgers goes down the fourth play of the year, why do you think they never brought in a better backup quarterback? I don't know. Well, I, because they were tanking and they wanted Caleb Williams next year? I have no idea why. No, they have Rodgers for next year. I, I think the reason why is twofold. Either ego and hubris that they could fix Zach Wilson and he would look better, so that's misguided. That's a check mark against the front office. Or they didn't want to tick off Rodgers by bringing in somebody. We talked about this with the Kirk Cousins thing. Oh, do you bring in Roger? Are you bringing Kirk Cousins? You trade something away to bring him in. And what if you start winning with Kirk Cousins? Is the fan base going to be divided? You're going to bring basically another dude into this like cocoon that Aaron Rodgers has created no. in his image. This is a, this is excuse making for a Jets franchise that has been woebegone for too many years. You're telling me that Aaron Rodgers is at fault for last year or the year before that or all the other failures? This is an organization that has organizational dysfunction. And Aaron Rodgers thinks he can save it. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. They'll find a whole new set of problems. There's something wrong with the Jets. If my buddy Joe Douglas had <laughs> left the Eagles and asked me where should I go, I would have said not the Jets because there's something that's rotten in the water in Florham Park, Listen. New Jersey. There's just something wrong with this team. And it's you can't blame Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard are not the reason this offense stinks. No, it was 
the they were doing whatever Rodgers wanted them to do. What right? what what give me specifics. Nathaniel Hackett. They brought him specific this is the second franchise the Denver Broncos did it and now the Jets did it specifically to lure Aaron Rodgers away. Nathaniel Hackett is not good without Aaron Rodgers. And that's been proven over his career in the NFL. Did you say this in August when they hired Nathaniel Hackett and everybody was high on Were you saying, this is a huge mistake. I can't believe they brought back Nathaniel Hackett. I thought it only works with Rodgers. It all, so, no, it's not a mistake. But now you're figuring that it is because he's not a good offensive play caller without Rodgers there. This is like Adam Gase was not a good offensive mm. play caller when Peyton Manning wasn't there to make up for mistakes. It's like Josh McDaniels with... Tom Brady, you know, these guys who get to work with these all-time great quarterbacks, you take them away, and I think they get exposed. And it was all, this whole season was set up for Rodgers, but that all changed in a flash early in the season, and the Jets did nothing about it, and I think it was to placate Rodgers. Yeah, and watch him go ahead and win eight games because the NFL is bonkers, by the way. It might be. Uh, the other they could have won more. Last night, the Chargers, I think we took the Chargers a little too lightly by thinking the Jets were going to... A lot of people were saying the Jets were going to win that game. Mm. The Chargers were favored, though. What was the spread? I thought it was... Was the Chargers plus three? Uh, excuse me, was the Chargers minus three? I thought it was two and a half. Oh, okay. I think it was two and a half. Three and, yeah. and a half. Three, three, and, three and, and a half was and the number half. yesterday. Close. So, yeah, I mean, that's super tight. I think this Chargers team has shown all of a sudden they can play defense. You know, the first half they Against were the worst. Zach Wilson. No, no, they've been really good. The last three weeks they've played great defense. And now that Bosa and Mack have figured it out, I think that was a tough matchup for the Jets. And the Chargers are super desperate because they're actually playing to do something in the playoffs, unlike the Jets who are going to creep and crawl to eight bizarre wins. So I, I think the Chargers, we're not giving them enough credit in this formula. That pass rush was ridiculous last night. I mean, Zach will, but Aaron Rodgers would have left in a body bag. Oh, well, that's true, too. I mean, he's going to come back from this Achilles injury, and there's video of him talking to Derwin James on the field after the game, and James says, when are you coming back? And he goes, in a couple weeks. Now, he might have just been saying that, not knowing there was a camera on him and just talking, but if he is coming back, that offensive line better figure out some stuff and fast because putting a, you know, compromised near 40-year-old quarterback behind that offensive line is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win these games anyway because Tua looks terrible right now. Atlanta is terrible. Houston is coming to New York. And C.J. Stroud, as good as he was against the Bucks, it's totally different when you're facing the Jets. I, I think they end up with eight really weird wins. I, I don't even think, by the way, I, I don't believe Rodgers that he's coming back in two weeks. I don't think he's going to feel confident enough on that leg to come out of here, no matter what the schedule is. But I do think the Jets are going to trip into some... The, the way they beat the Eagles 20-6 to here, the way they beat the Bills, yeah, they're going to the get intercepted. Even last night, there was a moment. Did you guys have a moment where you thought the Jets might come back and win that game? Absolutely not. Oh, but it was 20-6, to and the Chargers had a bunch of three and outs, and the Jets were driving. I was saying to myself, oh, the Chargers are doing what the Bills did and what the Eagles did. They are taking this team lightly, and they're they're basically running into the line every play. I thought there was a moment. I actually put no. a live bet on that one. I was actually thought I was going to win it. Because there's no way that Zach Wilson can make you pay on the other end. And what but happened? he did he against the Bills and I, he did against the Jets. Okay, but I that, mean the Eagles. The Eagles, but that make in the, and what ended up happening on that drive? Turnover. Turnover. Yeah. <laughs> and it, from the moment for me was 17-3, they're driving. And I thought, okay, here it is. Like, they actually moved the ball. It's probably the best drive of the night. Oh, coming out of half? And then, yes. And then Zach Wilson takes that, you know, crippling sacks uh, in the, on, back to near, back. The, near the road, near, right. near the red zone. I said, this is it. 
Yeah, they actually almost touchdown. were crippling. I actually wondered if he was going to stand up from that second one. Oh, <laughs> no. He got crushed. I mean, he's asked to throw the ball 49 times last night. That's crazy. It isn't amazing. <laughs> asking that... Zach Wilson to throw the ball 50 times. That's how, how do you think he's not going to make mistakes by asking him to throw that much? I know thanks, you're trailing. Thanks, Nathaniel but... Hackett, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Like, Nathaniel Hackett, this all, this all stinks, man. It's not creative at all. How, how they, his final line was 33 for 49 for 263 yards, zero TDs, and zero interceptions. How is that possible? Okay, because this had a little bit of an Eli Manning line at the end. Yeah. He probably got, did he gain 100 yards on the last two drives? Oh, okay. I, it's when amazing. When the Chargers to took Bosa and Mack out of the game, they picked up, I think he drove like 80 yards on the final the other drive. Thing, how did Justin Herbert only throw for 136 yards? The defense just, is just really defense good. defense was great last really night. Really good. No, I'm just saying, even though, but 136, I didn't think Justin Herbert looked bad last night. Oh, I didn't think he looked great, but He didn't look great, point, but he didn't look, it didn't look like a bad Justin Herbert game. To your point, he the receiver core is just not. They can show up in flashes. Like Keenan Allen had this unbelievable catch on the sideline that was uh, wild. Uh, and you had Quentin Johnston had one big third down catch. But besides that, they are yeah, really their receiving decimated. core is decimated. You know, Terrible. Palmer's on IR. Uh, yeah. Mike Williams is done for the year, so they got a lot of injuries well, there. I also thought there were a lot of plays where Justin Herbert could have thrown the ball out of bounds, but he wanted to keep the clock running, and he actually took the sack. Just he's like, as long as the clock goes down, this offense. I, you, they generous. played the game they were in. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of plays. They were not going for first downs at the end. They just wanted to keep the ball inbound to keep the clock going. I know, but to say he was inviting sacks by this Jets defensive I do. front I just, when he's got a bad thumb on the other hand or whatever, bad I just want, yeah, but I mean, the sack is 40 seconds off the clock. Throwing the ball, out, he wasn't going to throw the ball out of bounds and stop the clock because that was just mercifully for the audience. They yeah. tried to get that <laughs> game did. over with in the second half. Yes. Why did they flex out of that game? That was not a fun game. I don't know. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Listen, it's not like they had barn burner games this week that they could have chosen from. And the Jets have done really well in prime time. You had the first game of the year, which they won, and then on a spectacular you know, run back. And yeah. then you had uh, the Chiefs game, which they competed really well. It was a really exciting right. game. They've played well on prime time performances, and that's why a lot of betting analysts were picking the Jets. They kept saying, Take the money. Well, take the money line. Take the points. That couldn't have been a worse suggestion. The other part is the, the other thing yeah. though is they they get primetime games every year, even when they're god awful. Like uh, you know, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts was a primetime game. It's because it's New York. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So you got reaction to Monday night and Rogers saying he's going to be back in a couple weeks. So we'll see what's going on with that. The other crazy thing that's happening in sports right now that you have to know about is Michigan has officially turned heel. This is what's happened. Yes, Rick let's Flair go. Has and has is in the building, according to Jim Harbaugh. The Nature Boy showed up to give an inspirational speech, I guess, to the Michigan Wolverine football team because uh, it is getting hot for Jim Harbaugh. The Big Ten commissioner, according to the Associated Press, has proposed a multi-game suspension for Harbaugh. This thing is not going away. Whether you think it's a big deal, little deal, no deal, it's not going anywhere. No, it's a huge scandal. I, I've i been trying to downplay in the sense that I don't really think it's that serious. I Advanced scouting? What what are we talking about here? It's not 1936. Of course you should send a scout in person. It's one of those ones where I'm sure everybody breaks that rule. Well, I, okay. I, I'm positive. To this degree, like obviously Maybe. not to this degree because – I think there's another part, too, and the reason why the coaches are all ticked off is it's not just 
it feels egregious. Now, some of the details that are coming out, Connor Stallions, whose name will live in infamy now, turns out he was deputizing 65 oh. associates to go and scout future opponents of Michigan. But let me ask you a question. That's a web. It is. It's a, It's now come out that most teams are are looking at the signals, which is actually okay, but you could do it off the TV. Off TV, cop. right. So maybe legally, illegally. You're telling me Alabama is not sending people to Auburn? It's two hours away. <laughs> I you, don't. I, you, they I, haven't I, gotten I, caught for it, Perloff. And well, why would they get caught? Because obviously until this year, nobody even cared. It's so stupid that you can't. You can watch it on TV, but you can't have a guy in the building. Well, you know who cares? The other Big Ten coaches. And I mm, think the problem we'll is, is because you always say, if you're going to cheat, don't get 100. And I think that's what Michigan is doing. Because if this wasn't helping them, then why would they keep doing it? Because everybody, I'll bet you everybody's doing There are so many teams that are doing some form of this. I guarantee it. Do you have 65 people in your life that you would trust to say, hey, can you go do, can you go break this rule for me? And, uh, yeah, I don't think people took the rule seriously. No, maybe not. But look at a college football sideline. There's a cast of 40,000 people there. How many people were wearing a Michigan hat who look official in some sort or, or the other? I, I, I think this whole thing, we're going to look back at it and say it's closer to deflate gate than the Astros hitting the garbage cans. I, I don't think, especially if Michigan wins, Michigan wins, they can put all this to the side. They have a big game against Penn State coming up this weekend. Um, further reporting is saying we could get a resolution by Wednesday, but the the, here's the situation, and we're all savvy enough sports fans. We've been through enough scandals to realize what's going to happen here. If the Big Ten decides to suspend Jim Harbaugh, immediately that's going to trigger a lawsuit. They're going to fight it. They're going to say they, you know, that Jim Harbaugh had no knowledge and that you can't directly link him, except for maybe by, I don't know, common sense, but you can't directly link him to this scandal. And then it's just going to go to lawyers, and then this whole thing's going to get figured out in the offseason. And I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be gone, gone, gone into the NFL. So that's, the, that's the real life consequences. Of this I like to, I'd like to do a show bet on Harbaugh. I think this is the, I would have guaranteed he was gone four weeks ago. I think it's the only thing that's keeping him there. I think he's going to want to show you a bleep you. He's going to want to show you. I don't need your signs. I'm going to come out there. Now I'm, I'd have to look at, they are losing so much talent this off season that he might, he's obviously a very utilitarian coach. He knows what's best for him, but I think he is l- kind of loving this. You know, he's he's a pretty, not angry dude, but he's pretty hostile towards his opponents most times. This is just fueling the fire there, and I think the team is going to feel a lot of that. I Saying all this, I root for Penn State, but I hope that Michigan shows up here because if they lose by three touchdowns, then you <laughs> guys are 100%, 100% right, but I think this chip-on-the-shoulder thing is real, and I think Michigan's a very, very good football team. Listen, if they lose to Penn State by three touchdowns, we've been talking about Ric Flair and how he... We're me and EJ are going to be walking into the studio yeah. like Vince McMahon, yeah. you know. By the way, watch the officials elbows be, up because the officials obviously helped Ohio State against Penn State. I don't think that's even a hot take there. They got so many calls in that game. If the officials want to help Penn State on on Saturday, that'll be very interesting to watch because their Big Ten's probably calling the head of the officiating crew, say like, "Hey, listen." We don't like that guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very simple directive there. <laughs> and you think that I'm Machiavellian. Well, I mean, did you see Alabama LSU? They're, the SEC said, Brian Kelly, you talk a big game. This is Nick Saban's conference. We are oh. not letting you win this game. I am sorry, but that's how college football works. Pearl off coming to a message board near you. 855-212-4CBS. Yeah. <laughs> 855-212-4227. So now we also have a show bet that is on Michigan. EJ and I do not believe they will win a game in the college football playoff. Pearl off and Carlos think that they will. 
loser has to be put in a figure four leg lock. No, we're not sure yet. So, I, I, yeah, we're figuring it out. I, I said the knife edge chop. Yeah. That, that I think would be. Am I going to have to wear some kind of body armor to uh, maybe <laughs> to survive that? Yeah. Why about us? For me? Let me ask you a question. What does Michigan have to do to, can they lose a game and get to the final four? Is it, is the committee holding the scandal against them? I think normally a one loss Michigan team would have a great argument here, but I want undefeated teams right now. But yeah, but they'll all they'll be. All, they won't all be undefeated. Yeah, they can't all be undefeated. I maybe they Georgia can. could be undefeated. So Georgia Florida will get Florida State. In. Florida State has to run the table. Uh, Washington could be undefeated. Right. Although they're teetering a little bit right now, but Washington could be undefeated. And who else am I thinking about? Uh, Ohio State. And Ohio State. Ohio State. Could be yep. But Ohio State can't. Well, I'm saying Michigan. One of those teams has to lose. So it'll be really Is it Texas. Texas has one loss. So. Right, they have one loss. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tricky. If I'm in that committee, I'd love to see their conversations. Do you count the scandal against them when you're looking at this team? They said they're not going to. Now Did that, they? Okay, that they, was the first week last week. They said it's an it's an NCAA issue. It's yeah. not a college football. Player. And I guess the Michigan AD is on the committee and he's sitting out of it for now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in that room either. No. Like uh, you guys are all talking about me behind my back. No yeah. I you ever walk good. into a room and it feels like everyone was just talking about you? Yeah, I mean, come on. Again, it's college football. You think that every AD in that room hasn't watched his program break 400 rules? You're right, but generally that's the mutually assured destruction where coaches don't call mm. each other out because, hey, I don't want someone sniffing around my dirty laundry. And it feels like coaches are more than willing, whether it's – Mostly yeah. behind the scenes. Most but there are scenes. some coaches who are strangely agnostic on this Yeah, all scandal. the SEC coaches. <laughs> Shocker. They already went through their own science. And, and also, too, I mean, Michigan is a powerful, very big alumni base. They could get after, just like Ohio State got after Michigan with the scandal. I'm not sure Ryan Day is coming out too strong on this one. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Uh, okay, coming up, we do have hmm, a couple red flags that we noticed around college football. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. So, Carlos, you're on the board today. Usually I have a music theme. I haven't been able to figure it out at all today. What's going on? Is this 90s rock? Because you did Blur. Well, yeah, initially it was like just, you know, 90s rock, whatever I could find. And then midway I switched up to Ric Flair. And then I realized I don't have any more Ric Flair songs. Oh, is this, <laughs> this song associated no, this with Ric Flair? This is what's in your folder. <laughs> This is just pre pre picked pre hand picked music hand selected. Oh, he ran out of Ric Flair, Flair songs. <laughs> nice, we still have about an hour to go. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have a dynamite. I, I have a trivia question for you. Okay, go ahead. In your mind, I love this. Is one of my favorite things when a player is a lot younger than we think he is. Who is older, Kirk Cousins or Cam Newton? Oh, probably Cam. Nope, Kirk Cousins is a whole year no older way. than Cam Newton. Well, yeah, because yeah. Kirk came because Cam won. He won the Heisman after Robert Griffin, right? Yes. So, no, yeah, no, no, how, no, no, no. Griffin was, was after Cam. I think. All right, was it Griffin 2012 and Cam was 11? I could have it completely flipped around. Wait, who's older? Kirk Cousins is a year older. Right. I said Cam Newton's younger. Oh, I thought you said Cam. I thought he's younger than Kirk Cousins. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carlos was surprised. At least I thought I, that was. I was. Good... I'm surprised. Cam Newton doesn't feel like he's 34. 34 is, should be kind of the prime of an NFL quarterback career, and he's been now washed for three years. Well, because Cam played a very different way than Kirk Cousins plays. You know, Kirk's in the pocket. He's not inviting a lot of contact. I mean, Cam's at the goal line doing Superman stuff. 
Yeah, I still, it is crazy that he has not had a chance in his 30s, to me. Well, he doesn't look that great, but he's still making news. Physically, uh, he looks great. Cam, well, and, not on the field. <laughs> and the way he dresses looks great. Well, that's always his his flair. Cam had a, yeah, his Ric Flair. Um, Cam had a funny, told a funny story yesterday. I believe this was on his own Instagram account about he had worn the number two his entire life, high school, junior college, college. And then he got to the Carolina Panthers and Jimmy Clausen was already number two. So Cam said, you know, he made, asked Jimmy, can I have the number? I don't even want number one. Man, Jimmy Clausen, we cool now, Jimbo. He's like, you want it, you gotta pay for it. I was like, cool, how much? He said a million. I said, boy, kiss my bro. I said a million dollars, bro. I said, bro, people don't make a million dollars in a lifetime, let alone, I'm gonna give you a million dollars just for a number, bro. So, I mean, not reasonable. I think I'd probably tell someone to kiss my butt, too. Uh, Cam went on and said after that, he made a vow. The mother comes back and said, okay, bro, I'll talk to my people. We'll do it for uh, 750000 I said, oh. <laughs> oh, you for real? <laughs> I hung that phone up. True story. Hung that phone up. I called the equipment man. I said, I'm rocking with number one. I made an oath to myself. I said, that would be the last time Jimmy Clausen will ever be heard of in Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. The guy says a million dollars, Jimmy Clausen. Clearly trying to be a businessman. Cam goes, "Ah, kiss my ass. No, no, no. What do you really want? And he goes, I talked to my people. (laughs) Seven hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> I'm also I'm old enough to remember like Jimmy Clausen's career, not just at Carolina, but at also Notre at Notre Dame. Like, and I go back to high school. He was supposed to be the next big yeah. quarterback prospect. Mel, like, Ku- Mel Kuyper uh, will live in infamy on yeah. Jimmy Clausen, the original Mel Kuyper favorite. Yeah. And you the know, fact that he would say that the fact that you're a young quarterback who should have a long career ahead of you, the fact that you're even trying to get money off of a rookie. Who was the number one pick in the draft oh, when God, you no, yourself no, no. was a bust? No, Jimmy Clausen knew his future was not as bright as Mel Kuyper thought. He <laughs> that was, was smart. His next contract that number. <laughs> he was smart to go after this money. He he knew oh this is not working well, and I this guy's coming into the team. Forget it. He, I think he, he thought, is a smart business decision. Maybe he thought Cam is like so superstitious that he would just do anything to have the number, but clearly didn't realize what he was dealing with. And Cam's like, I'll just be but number no, one. I, I think it's a to. sign of faith in Cam Newton. The Jimmy's like, his guy's going to make so much money. What's a million dollars to Cam Newton? He's already getting paid out at Auburn. You know, despite all the wardrobe and the crazy stuff, it makes me think that Cam may be really good with his money. <laughs> Maybe he's very financially savvy because clearly he wasn't going to get duped into yeah, I mean, giving Jimmy Clausen like, a million bucks. He knew at 23 years old the, the value of a dollar. Yeah. Like, he realized that that was terrible money. There was no mm. reason to spend millions of dollars worth on a number. I don't know. That guy spent a lot on hats and scarves through the years. Those scarves <laughs> Listen, that racks up. If that's silk, right? But he's a hat. He's a he's a hat company. He the, sells hats. I was kidding, EJ. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You know <laughs> the Ascot collection. The budget for that's sky high. But Wait, not player, for a number. Players never pay for their own clothes at press conferences, right? That's always free. I, I think even so. Cam Newton. Well, I mean, it's his own business, so he's just yeah. yeah but his own even has he, he always had that hat company? I actually didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only saw this was the year after he left the Patriots, where he was on "I Am Athlete" and he was pushing that. You know, I have a hat line now, yeah. and so I'm sure he's it's gotten a, several sales from wearing those hats. I at believe it's called a haberdashery. 
Maggie, can you describe what he was wearing in this clip? I, I actually saw it real <laughs> Come quickly. Come on. You're asking me to do the impossible. It was uh, <laughs> it was something wild, though, right? Well, it's hard to tell because he's sitting in the front seat of a car. But uh, here's a question. What is a suitable thing? What's a suitable exchange for a number? Like, you've heard case of beer. I've heard that before. Oh. A lot of baseball players. I, I mean, thought it was many thousands of dollars in the NFL. Yeah, I thought it was money, too. I just didn't think it would be like, you know, like a, half a, a mil or anything A like million that. dollars. Jimmy Clausen, you have a set. <laughs> a million for bucks. The stars, man. All right, I thought it over. I talked to my people. 750000 Like, he's giving him a deal. Oh First of all, God. Jimmy Clausen had people? He definitely had people. Yeah. Yeah, Once Mel Kuyper calls you the next Joe Montana, you get people. Just to me, it's just loser energy. Again, it would be different if Jimmy Clausen was a ten-year backup who, you know, realized, okay, my career is coming to an end, and I can make some money off this kid. Like he should have been able to go to a second team and have a career. The fact that he's 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 reaching for money from a rookie is from a guy who's in his second year in the league is so pathetic to me. Oh can we God. can we uh, check it though? Did Jimmy Clausen ever? Did they trade him or did they not re-sign him? From Carolina, I'm assuming that he was gone by Cam's second year. Oh, I would, I would think so. He did definitely Cam, got re-signed. Did Cam make good on the threat? Andrew Bogus is here. He's got headlines for us. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, the Jets had won three in a row despite that anemic offense, but it was even more useless on Monday Night Football, so Robert Sala's team never had a chance against the Chargers. Today was not good, obviously. Um, we just never gave ourselves a chance. A lot of self-inflicted wounds. Have we discussed yet uh, his quickly darkening beard? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, are we talking about Robert Sala face, which is kind of like resting, you know mm, what, face? Yeah. They, the camera always finds him when he's just looking the most lost. <laughs> like, yeah. It's never when he's like, you know, intensely talking to his defensive coordinator or like trying to pump up another player. It's always when he's just staring into space like he hasn't had a like, hey, <sighs> you're at the game. Right. You My- try to beat Jets coach back. It's kind of <laughs> hard to keep a straight face. Aaron Rodgers is starting to get that, too. Did you guys notice a lot of Aaron Rodgers shaking his head shots last night? I mean, wouldn't you? He's probably like, you expect me to go behind this offensive line? I'm going to leave with no foot. Mm. Zach Wilson sacked eight times last night. There were three giveaways, just three third down conversions, only six points. Khalil Mack had two of those eight takedowns. A lot of things we could have did better, uh, but... All in all, man, we, we were able to pack the defense and, and help the offense out. Man, everybody capitalized and was able to eat in the inside, on the outside. Um, and, 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 the, and the guys in the backhand, they did their job, man, and, and, and held it down. The Chargers began the night with the worst pass defense in the NFL, but Wilson's shortcomings won the night. The LA's win, the LA win, 27-6, included a punt return touchdown, two rushing scores from Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen going over 10,000 career receiving yards. It's amazing, man. Um, it's the hard work, you know, paying off, consistency, um, resiliency. You know, I done been through a lot, injuries and stuff like that, so it's nice. Did you guys see the story that Tom Telesco, the general manager of the Chargers, went in and apologized to the defense for signing J.C. Jackson? Yes. <laughs> like, he just no. made a culprit. Like, sorry, my bad. We, I respect we gave, that. We gave him $80 million. I Good. respect that. Also in the chat, Jeffrey Howell, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. We've been talking about jersey numbers with Cam Newton. Uh, Jimmy Clausen once asked Cam for a million dollars for his number. He said players should be allowed to use symbols. Dollar oh sign, exclamation point. He said top of the stuff on the top row of the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hit shift to get to them.
<laughs> if you ever seen Cam's tweets, I mean, they're basically hieroglyphics. Like, yeah, it's a winding. A symbol would have been perfect for him. I know. Uh, Michigan's apparently prepping its legal defense with the Big Ten informing the school that punishment's possible for whatever Conor Stallions did. The conference could impose a multi-game suspension on Jim Harbaugh under its sportsmanship policy. Double barrel upsets to start the college basketball season. The fourth-ranked Michigan State men falling at home to James Madison, 79-76 in OT. The Spartans were one for 20 from three and missed 14 free throws. They had not lost at home in November since 1986. And women's number one, LSU, losing at home to number 20, Colorado, 92-78. They are the fourth reigning champ to lose their opener. Wait, Bogus, you are the voice of Fordham men's and women's college yeah, basketball? It depends on the day, sure. Okay. Do you have a signature call? Forgive me for not no. knowing this. No, no, no. I'm nowhere near creative enough for that. You're not bang? No. I thought take a sip of that was your thing. No, it's not. Take no. a sip of that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that's a long-standing thing that, no. I don't have the the nerve to break out one of those things. I would forget. Even if I came up with one, I would forget to use it in the moment. You forget your own signature call? Yeah. Are you, are you a homer, at least? Do you yell when Fordham scores? Um, Not a homer. It's not like we versus them. But, I mean, it's a Fordham broadcast. Yeah. It's not straight 50-50 down the middle. I mean, can we offer you up some stuff? Listen, Mike Breen stole bang from someone else, he admitted. So you can borrow liberally. Yeah, but it's got so you got to find me the guy who said bang before Mike Breen that no one knows about now. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you need to go <laughs> an obscure yeah. call out there. It's gonna be like a ring a ding ding. It's, I'll it's say, like I'll say boom the goes 40s. the dynamite, but that guy went kind of viral. <laughs> boom goes the dynamite. Man, that even got to your generation. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh yeah. Wow, yeah. that that went viral when I was. You should steal the funnel cakes thing. All right, let's all go get funnel cakes now at the Again, end of the game. That's an NHL call. I can't do that. Yeah, that guy's also currently doing the call. Right. He's right. You got to find, like, you know, some old-timey dude. How about you just go really, really super loud? I, I heard Paul Allen do the Vikings game on the radio because I was on the road. Yeah. I mean, that was – that's insane. I'm like, dude, it's week nine. You're acting like this is the Super Bowl. You, are you like that? Well, I would – I wish I had Paul Allen's voice. That's the other problem in this whole dynamic. I can't do that either. Oh, you got great chops, Bogish. I don't have Paul Allen's voice. You got great pipes. Do the next thing you're going to read in just the most enthusiastic Paul Allen voice you can do. Absolutely not. Uh, (laughs) But I will tell you that when you're Samford and not Stanford and you're opening your season at number three, Purdue, this is what you do. They used five foot seven Dallas Graziani for the opening tip against seven foot four All-America Zach Eady. He won the tip and then the game 98-45. The picture, though, of these two guys who, again, are both humans, <laughs> so drastically Ooh. different. I don't think there's another species on the planet that has the wide array of sizes that we do. Like, well, a we, grown elephant's a grown elephant. They're not, like, <laughs> three mm. tons against one ton. We talked about that with our um, shortest, greatest short athlete of all time, that you actually, in order to get on the list, you needed a photo <laughs> of yeah. you against a bigger person like the Jose Altuve yeah. with Aaron Judge both standing next to each other. This will be great for that. Zachy, but I mean, Zachy, wasn't he around? He uh, played against David Robinson in the 80s at this <laughs> yes. point. How is this guy still in college basketball? What's happening The here? COVID year. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID decade. <laughs> oh, this picture is great. This goes in our gallery of Manute Bowl 
photos. Wonderful. Uh, NBA last night, the Clippers lost James Harden's debut, 111-97 at the Knicks. Harden, 17 points, 6 assists in 31 minutes. LeBron scored 30. The Lakers came up short in Miami, 108-107. Bam Adebayo, 22 points and 20 boards. Luka and Kyrie scored the Mavs' final 13 points in a 117-102 win in Orlando. Steph Curry had 34, and the Warriors won 20-109 win in Detroit. And Nikola Jokic, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 12 assists, and the Nuggets, 134-116 win over the Pelicans, then he ran his own post-game press conference. Actually, I can just talk because I know what you're going to ask. You ready, guys? And then he talked for two minutes about what they did well, what they didn't do well, and then he left without taking any actual questions. There you go. <laughs> By the way, look- there's more to this guy yeah. than meets the eye. No, he yeah, seems bored. <laughs> Whoever said that last week. So, by the way, I'm looking at this picture of the Sanford guy. He's a five foot eight, bald white guy. See? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Who does he look like if you kind of stare through squinted eyes? I think it's Connor Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> I think Connor Stallions took the jump against Zach Eddie. You see it, right, Maggie? He still has some eligibility left. <laughs> yeah, isn't that? He basically, I think he shaved the goatee from the CMU. Connor Stallions jumped center against Zach Eady yesterday. Prove me wrong. I mean, he's our new Forrest Gump now. He's going to be everywhere. <laughs> Connor you Stallions see tells history. Yeah, any college football game through the years, Look, just look for him in the crowd somewhere. All of a sudden, you're going to look back doing like peace agreements and like big right. political yes. debates. It's like, what is Connor <laughs> yeah. Stallions doing with Yasser he's Arafat? Where's Waldo? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, the Chicago Cubs didn't need a manager, but they hired one yesterday anyway. Craig Council gets the gig reportedly five years, 40 million dollars. David Ross gets fired. We thought Council was picking between the Brewers and Mets. New York is now hiring Yankee bench coach Carlos Mendoza, who's not Connor Stallions. Hockey last <laughs> night. Um, I will say this slowly to be safe. Don't want to actually make hockey smut. The Maple Leafs down the Lightning 6-5 and OT on a goal from Cali Yarn Croc. And MLS postseason, Real what? Salt Lake Were forcing. Were just sending a secret message to somebody in the audience? Was that a Connor Stallions? Yes, exactly. That's, I just triggered something in the outside world. Which yes. was his first name and which was his middle name and which was his, his first last name? His first name is Yali, Cali and his last name is Yarncroc. Hmm. Oh, I thought he said Yarn hyphen croc. Carlos got it. I was stressing it so he didn't accidentally say it wrong yeah. and oh, create a bad word. Oh, a Ben Roethlisberger situation. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. MLS postseason, Real Salt Lake forcing a decisive game three with the Houston Dynamo in PKs after a 1-1 draw. And now I'm done. Back to Maggie only. Thank you, Andrew Bogish. Kabang! How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not bang, it's kabang. Kabang. <laughs> I mean, Breen is a Fordham guy as well, so I could have just advanced yeah. the bang call. You're right. Kabang oh. sounds one step away from boom goes to dynamite. <laughs> Kabang <laughs> goes to dynamite. Maggie, you've done some games. Do you ever have a signature call? No, I, I didn't do enough games to get a call. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a lot of women's volleyball, which is great for a signature call. Mm. Uh, what would uh, spike, spike, a big spike? Yeah, they call them kills, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow, nice. Pancakes. I'm like noticing, that. by the way, women's volleyball is getting on TV a lot right it's now. Great it's sport. A super hot sport. Great for TV. Uh, thank yeah. you, Andrew Bogish. We'll keep workshopping some ideas for you. I was watching the other day, and someone had a big spike, and they go, kabang. <laughs> you know what you should do? Uh, Jeffrey Howell in the chat was saying in the back of jerseys, you have like symbols and yeah. stuff. Why don't you incorporate a musical instrument? No one's ever done it before. And instead of your signature call. <laughs> Just do a guitar riff? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Or like a kazoo. Like, woo. You'd so, be viral. That would be my, my last broadcast. 
<laughs> yeah. They, they don't want to think outside the box over there in Fordham? Uh, that seems too far outside the box. But let, Michael Kay's been doing the same thing for a while. Let's spice this up a little bit. You have to go Fordham back guy, to, right? I think the ABA used to do things like that. Like <laughs> Will Ferrell's Tropic Thunder. The guy would have a kazoo. You could have like <laughs> cymbals, castanets. That's even ridiculous. A guitar or one of the, like a. Wait, you're thinking. An accordion? How about a tambourine? All right. Isn't this straight out of Slapshot? Didn't the hockey announcer have have a piano? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm anyway, something. it's all good. Maggie's right. You gotta <laughs> spice this up. Listen, we're not gonna notice for the list. The Rams are a good team. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're gonna break through unless you bring in Castanets. <laughs> and you know what? I, I I've been doing this for a long time. Straight. Maybe it's, it is time to go to the kazoo. <laughs> That's how I can finally get <laughs> <Listen>. a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, all of a sudden, the Knicks call. And James Dolan's so, like, I play the kazoo. Get no. me the kazoo guy. Yeah, yeah. Someone in their car. Is that a harpsichord on the Ford? <laughs> that must be a Quisenberry 3. That's okay. a didgeridoo. <laughs> I love it. Excuse me while I rock the guitar here at the end of the quarter. That can only mean one thing. Fordham beat Dartmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, we're deciphering some red flags, some green flags. Don't move. It's Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff. All right. Well, we noticed a couple things that have been happening in college football. How do I set this up? Things that have been happening in college football that we're not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Is it a red flag or is it a green flag? We're going to decipher that for you. EJ's going to set us up. We're going to knock them down. Let's go. <laughs> what music is this? I thought it, I thought it, I thought it fit. I don't know what we got. So anyway, so we're doing red flag, green flag. Okay. And we're going to start. Oh, with... it has a little bit of a bass. Yeah, okay. you go. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come in. Yeah. We're gonna, For a second, I thought it was like just a little... Yeah, no. Like a lullaby. No, no, we're good here. So so red flag, green flag. So I'll start with uh, Jim Harbaugh, okay. who decided amongst um, amid all these allegations to invite Ric Flair, the quote-unquote wow. dirtiest player of the game, into his locker room to talk to his players. Green flag or red flag? 
What? This is the greenest of green flags. <laughs> Wait, even if you think Michigan is a cheater and you hate them and you went to Ohio State, bringing in Ric Flair is always a green green flag or a green light. It's a green flag or green. Yeah, it should be red green, flags, green, green lights, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is the brightest green. This is Kelly green. It's so green. No, I don't. This is basically an admission. It's like <laughs> we, you think we're doing something wrong, something nefarious. So let's bring in someone who, what is the nickname? Dirtiest player in the game. The dirtiest player in the game. Let's just bring him in to leave no doubt. How Jim Harbaugh is going to continue to say he had no idea about the sign stealing scandal is beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right. Let's get a Caleb Williams. Okay. Okay. After their loss to USC's loss to Washington was crying in his mother's arms in the stands, something that now has gone viral, that video. So green flag or red flag that Caleb Williams cries in the stands after a game. Listen, I think it's actually a green flag. I think a lot of people believe guys on their way to the NFL, this is just a stepping stone. We talk about, you know, hey, should he play in the bowl game? Should he even play the rest of the season? Well, this disappointment of a year obviously meant a lot to him. He wasn't just looking for the first exit out to be the number one pick in the NFL pro off. He actually cares about winning and losing in college football. I think it's a good sign. I think we're just trying to amuse ourselves by finding green flags or red flags for Caleb Williams. I think the day he stepped onto that field against Texas and when he was at Oklahoma, he was the number one overall pick. There's no flags that are relevant. There's nothing this dude can do. Crying, you say what you want about trying to bet negatives. This is not one to me. He is so far and away the number one pick. All right, and finally, we have Coach Prime, who decided after weeks of struggles with the Colorado offense to change play callers midseason. So red flag or green flag, Coach Prime changing play calls midseason. I mean, this is this is the first big red flag for me. You have Sean Lewis, six weeks ago, was the genius of college football. He created this high-powered offense out of nowhere. I think there was a lot of rumors that he might even be Maybe replace Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. I heard that somewhere. And all of a sudden, he's not the play caller anymore midseason. This is this is one. This is the first big misstep to me of Dion. Everything else has been a hit. I actually don't mind this at all. This is uh, understanding that something has gone wrong with the offense. It's clearly the offensive line, obviously. They're having issues. They can't block Shador, block for him, rather. He's taking tons of sacks. Maybe that's a little of him hanging onto the ball. But... I'm okay with a head coach making a change midseason, and it's not like he's making a lateral move. He's going to a former NFL play caller in Pat Shermer, who obviously knows a thing or two, but they still lost. It so is, that's another part. They still lost to Oregon State. It is pretty crazy that Pat Shermer is just hanging out on the bench <laughs> there. Like, who else is there? Is, uh, we're going to bring in Rob Chazinski or some other <laughs> one-time coach. I mean, Pat Shermer is a – I know he was a Giants head coach. It was terrible. He's a great – And the Browns head coach was he, terrible. He's a great play caller. He's gone yeah. back. Because I'm saying that because he was with the Eagles, of course. But And he was with the Vikings. He's he's really good. No, this is weird by Dion. Honestly, you're so close to the end of the year. The three games back, I think you sort of cut the knees out of Sean Lewis's future by doing this. That's what I don't like about it. I feel like Dion well, owes a debt to his assistant coaches for really helping them get this incredible start. I don't know. Don't you think that he could still go on and get a head coaching job somewhere else? I mean, this clearly hurts him, though. It definitely does. I mean, to, to Sean Lewis's credit or, or to something he could look to. I mean, remember, you know, Sean Payton was almost kind of notoriously fired from play calling with the Giants in 2000 when they went on to go to the Super Bowl. Jim Fossil took over play calling duties. And then, you know, Sean Payton ended up becoming, you know, Sean Payton. Like, yeah. It didn't didn't kill his coaching career that he lost play calling duties early. That was famous career. in 2000. <laughs> it was famous in New York. It was the biggest like, wait, deal what? that Sean Payton got 
remove from play calling. Listen, when you work in the same office as Tiki Barber, these stories <laughs> just kind of circulate in the ether. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! Today is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. And you're going to have to pass the Casamigos to EJ because he's going to need something to take the edge off. And that is his decision last night not to accept the near courtside tickets from Andrew Perloff to go watch his beloved Knicks. No, he had to stay home to watch the Jets. I texted EJ. EJ, you want to come front row Knicks Clippers? And what did you say? I said... I think I want to watch this Jet game tonight. Ugh. But but <laughs> but what Perloff did not put in the text was, do you want to go front row yeah. Knicks game? That was missing in the text. It was, he was testing to go to Knicks you. game tonight. He was testing your loyalty. Would you want to sit in the upper deck with him, you know, just 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 cuss, just to go bond? I, I saw Perloff's post from last year, and I saw his post from Mad Square Garden during the playoffs, yes. and I saw they were close. Yeah. So I said, feet on the court. I said, these might be the same seats. I don't know for sure. But then you have the ultimate sports fan question. Is it tacky to ask where are the seats? <laughs> yes. yes. It is 100% tacky. You Can't cannot ask that. Can't do it. Okay. Well, I our poll would beg to differ. We put it out at Maggie and Pearl. When you're invited to a sporting event, is it tacky to ask where the seats are first? And 64% say no. You could just straight up ask, like, are we sitting in the lower deck, the Sorry, lower bowl? If that happened to me, I would judge the person that's asking me where the seats are if I invite you to a sporting event. I'd be offended. And by the way, EJ, if I get if I get high up seats, would you go? I thought you loved the Knicks. I do love the Knicks. But look, the Jets were in a playoff race. And I thought <laughs> oh, it was God. bad juju to say I'm going to not watch the Jets. <laughs> and bad juju for the show, by the way, because the Jets were going to be the lead to not watch this game to go see my Knicks in game seven of a 82-game season. going to be oh. honest. I think somehow we would have managed. I think we would have found a way <laughs> to talk about the Jets because it's been the same conversation since the fourth snap of the year when Aaron Rodgers went down. Why didn't they get a better backup quarterback? Carlos, <laughs> do you have any plans on February 3rd, by the way? Hey, I'm ready, waiting for your text. Okay. Oh, because LeBron's in town, and I got those <laughs> oh, seats for that game. we can't do now. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh Maybe, EJ, we could uh, do a GoFundMe. You get StubHub tickets for that game. No, he can't. Me Carlos will be in the front row. The Jets have a really big game against the Houston Texans. So he's going to be all tied up that day. The Jets might be in the Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers comes back healthy. (laughs) The Jets are going to have to be getting ready for the combine is what's going to happen. took me a while to find one. What game would hurt the most? Is it the Warriors (laughs) or the Lakers that would hurt the most? I think it's got to be the Lakers, right? Uh, Warriors. I've never seen Steph play live. He's my favorite athlete. If I didn't watch him, that would hurt. Carlos, keep February 29th open to Warriors in town. Also, EJ, you might want to hurry up on that. I don't know how many years Steph has left. Uh, thank you, EJ Stewart. Thank you, Carlos <laughs> Ortiz. Thank you to Andrew Bogish and Andrew Kaplan. Weedos, coffee drinkers, callers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.